because he had met Bran and we saw him. That's when Bran learned that um, that Rob was king, or no, that Stanley and Rennes said uh, Stanley and Rennes. Stanley Stanley and Rennes, my two favorite Excelsiors. Hey everybody and welcome to another episode of Brotherhood Without Man is your favorite full spoiler reread podcast of George R.R. R. Martin's A Song of Ice and Fire series starting with, not starting with, god damn that's a throwback, reading A Clash of Kings as always I'm your host who fucks up the intro Zach and sitting here next to me is my brother Nate. Who's laughing at you fucking up the intro? Man, Just, that's a throwback yeah, one. Starting, starting with a Game of Thrones. No, no, no. no. We're reading the ca- Clash of Kings This is right the now. 30th chapter of Clash Shut of up, Kings. Shut up, Nathan. Get your shit together. Anyway. If you have joined us before, thank you for coming back. If you have not, we are full spoiler. We are going to tell you everything that we know that correlates with the chapter because we don't just randomly blurt that, you know, Fagon, Aegon the Fifth lived and didn't die. We don't talk about how Jon Snow was murdered or how Mance Raider wasn't actually killed, that it was Rattleshirt in disguise. We so, do. Oh, I guess we do. Anyway, if you don't want that kind of stuff ruined, go away. Listen, read, do whatever you've got to do to catch up, and then come back. Last time you listened to us, we were reading Tyrion 7 from Tyrion Clash 7. of Kings. It was fucking cool. It was a sick episode. Yeah, uh, Lancel paid Tyrion a little visit early uh, or late, depending on how you looked at it, in the night, hoping to, well, Cersei was hoping to sort of catch him off guard and catch him slow-witted in the throes of sleep, yeah. but... Tyrion stays up anyway, and so wasn't caught off guard. And Lancel just came to tell him that Cersei wants Pycelle released, as he's her staunchest friend and under her protection. And Tyrion used that little meeting to break Lancel and make Lancel his. So now Lancel will be reporting everything that Cersei does to Tyrion, because Tyrion's going to tell Joffrey that he killed his father to fuck his mother. And that's not quite how it worked, but... Tyrion needs an inside source, and yeah. he's got one now. And from there, he diddy bopped around uh, to Chitayaya's uh, brothel, just, just the one secret yaya, tunnel. I like saying one. it a lot. Yes, and where he took the tunnel so that he could go and visit Shay. Visit Shay. Fuck her while she's sleeping, which borders rape. God, you, you are know, fucking dead set on that. I, mean, I just, like, I just, you know, fuck Shay. He does. I know. And. That's about that for Tyrion's yeah, chapter. Yeah, uh, it's heavily sort of pointed out that Shay is Tyrion's weakness, yeah. and that's going to be his downfall. If you, even on your first read through, if you haven't gotten that at this point, it's it's kind of getting hammered in that Tyrion is making these mis- mistakes with Shay. And yeah, as th- well as he thinks he's doing playing the game, he has this one major flaw staring him in the face. But so I really like the pacing of a Clash of Kings from because from Tyrion Seven we go to Arya Seven, and I really think it's interesting that these two characters are pacing each other as With, far as chapter. Yeah, like, absolutely. Uh, chapter. Yeah, number. they are by far the highest number. I think the closest after this is three or four. Three or four. Yeah, and I like, think it's Bran. Yeah, Bran and, Four, which is, is an, again another read. odd character to have kind of topping the, uh-huh. the charts as far as... Uh, so in Arya 6, Arya had watched quite a few people being tortured at this little at the farmhouse. Village. Yeah, beside the, the God's Eye Lake from the Mountain's Men asking for gold, jewels, and where Beric Dondarrion went and who went with him. Many people died for it, and then the Mountain decided that they were marching, and they marched for quite a bit, arriving finally at Hall, where... Arya was going to be set up in the kitchen and with a nice little cush job, but she had to run her mouth as Arya does and therefore got sent to Weiss. And Weiss is a rodent-like creature, I picture in my head, that mm. just use, thinks he can sniff out and seems to be able to, but I think it's more of, you know... Kind of like a weaselly-faced worm tongue from Lord of the Rings. Or a worm tail or from worm tail, I Harry Potter. Well, yeah. uh, and I see, I don't think he's as sniveling as that. No, not as sniveling. More he's of a, a Draco more Malfoy from... Or Lucius Malfoy. Anyway, but this Harry episode, Potter references we're reading, aside. Yeah, we're reading Arya 7, where she has been set up at Harrenhal for a little God bit now. damn, I love this chapter. Yeah, so this one opens right up with her just kind of explaining the towers, a bit about Harrenhal. Fuck hair in the black. Yeah, so there's, whatever, we're not going to go too much into detail Whatever again. he wanted to name the towers was long forgotten. They are now called the Tower of Dread, the Widow's Tower, the Wailing Tower, the Tower of Ghost, and King's Spire Tower. 
and Arya slept in the cavernous vaults beneath the Wailing Tower in a little cubby on a bed of straw. She had soap and hot water to wash whenever she liked. At least water, maybe not hot water. Uh, maybe not hot water, but water to wash whenever she and soap. But to she wash also, she liked. for the first time in a while, has got a hot meal. Anytime, yeah. you know, it's bread, barley stew, and once every fortnight or so, she gets a bite of meat. So, so it's like, no, it's no harder here than it was walking the miles here, and that's interesting because. When you think of Harrenhal in this point in Arya's, especially with a reread, when you think of this point in Arya's chapters of her getting to Harrenhal, it's a it's a dark time. It's Harrenhal's a dark place. Arya has it the easiest here that she's had it in a long Absolutely. time. And yeah, she and she thinks that she doesn't need to catch bugs. All she's got to do is clean. And yeah, yeah it's hard work, but it's no different different than marching for an entire week straight without stopping. So she goes through where everyone else got divided. Hot pie was where he belonged. That bitch, get that bitch back in the kitchen, make me a sandwich. He was in the kitchens, and yeah. So sometimes she... when Arya is sent to fetch Weez's food, she could steal a moment to chit chat with him, and he even tried to sneak her some tarts one time and got caught for got it. Got a whooping for it. And he keeps calling her Airy, even though he knows break seemed that. to break that mm-hmm. cycle. And so uh, that's just a funny little note. Yeah. And Gendry, Get- she's seen absolutely nothing of. I yeah, know. he's been <laughs> stuck at the <laughs> forge the entire... You get a word yeah, in fuck edgewise. you, man. I guess you're going to do this podcast yourself. I mean... Um, well, when you learn to edit, maybe you can. You know... Gendry has been at the forge since he got there, and so he's staying busy. Yeah, that's it. You're the Gendry. You just, you're in the forge oh, Yeah, just doing all I the work, you. and you just sit here and talk. Arya does all the work. Let's... let's uh, well, that's debatable. Yes. Heron Hall is vast, and... So mm. I just thought it was important to mention real quick that she she doesn't take the time because she mentions Popeye, she mentions Gendry. She does work with other people under Weiss. There's other servants as well. Most of them are older than her. Fuck them. But she refuses to learn their names because it becomes that much harder when they die. Yeah. And they do die. I mean, it's essentially you know, raising puppies or being like a dog breeder. You know, you can't name them and get attached because you got to give them away. <laughs> and that's sort of how it is. You know, you don't want to know their name and their history because then when they die, they become a real live yeah. person to you. So she, she mentions how big uh, Hall is. It's just massive compared to uh, Winterfell, which she mentioned on last chapter on her way into it. Um, Lady Went only used two of the five towers when she was previously and only the inhabiting. Bottom floors. And only the bottom few floors of those yeah. two towers. Uh, Letting the rest all go to ruin and decay. Yeah. Then and she so fled. Then she fled and it was taken over by Tywin and since then, they because her and all of her people left, they need to restock up on service. She left a small house Household, but that was not nearly enough to take care of the needs of the Lannister host that has come in here. So, yeah, now the Lannister army must forage for servants yeah. as now, well as plunder and supplies. This next little line, uh, there's going to be another point where it comes up, but there's rumors that Tywin plans on taking Harrenhal for his seat. That yeah. this is where he... Who, who the fuck is dumb enough to think that he would stop sitting at Casterly Rock Unreliable narrator. And the cool thing is, though, is we're going to get just a fucking laundry yeah, list of, of rumors of he's doing this, he's doing that, he's not doing this. Yep. And who knows how much of it we as a rereader kind of have an idea of how much is true, but... Um, yeah, it says that he, he plans on taking that place as his seat, and so Arya has been tasked with cleaning out the Wailing ca- uh, Tower yeah, she... because he plans on inhabiting it. It's yeah. been unoccupied for over 80 years, and he wants it habitable. Ha- habitable? Habitable? Habitable. 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 I'm putting the emphasis on a different syllable. Arya was also used to run messages, draw water, fetch and serve food, sometimes at table, but most of her work was cleaning. That is super important, and I want to keep drawing attention to this scrub scrub here, scrub scrub there type uh, mentality with Arya. She's... Using a lot of upper arm movement here. Wax in, on. And... Well, it's very Karate Kid. Yes. She's Mr. Miyagi in herself, keeping herself in shape. Because, yeah, she definitely does push it harder, I think, than she needs to. Because she talks about how hard of a job it is. Granted, I think Weiss would beat her if it's any less. 
But it's because she's, you know, high expectations. And we set. do know she'll be at the House of Black and White. A lot of her first is, exactly. tasks there is just cleaning as a and simple And so wave. she's already got that. Now, the top floor of this, the Wailing Tower that she's cleaning, it has a massive nest of bats, <laughs> which also happens to be Lady Wentz's sigil. Yeah. And then down in the basement is a ton of rats, but you kind of expect rats just about everywhere nowadays, yeah. I think. She begins thinking on the ghosts in Hall and House stupid that is if there were ghosts here they never bothered her while she was doing her cleaning it was the living men she feared gregor clegane lord tywin and weiss who stayed in uh or lord tywin who stayed in kingspire tower yeah. uh she rarely rarely saw him and so, she begins to wonder what he would do yeah if, if she, she marched w- her little ass right up to him and said hey I'm Arya Stark. So bitch. before we get into that whole thing, I did want to just point out that regarding the ghosts of Heron Hall, the rumors are that it was Heron, uh, Black Heron, and his sons. And she, I, I suppose it's kind of just me reaching, but I just thought it was very supernaturally astute of her to notice that Black Heron died in Kingspire. He would haunt that tower. Why the fuck would he walk his ass, his ghostly ass, across the yeah, yard to haunt over and at she, this I mean, tower? she points out the Wailing Tower. It's the fucking wind blowing Well, yeah, we'll stone. get to that. She's, and that's, she's I, not yeah, dumb. Like, she, that's she's crazy. absolutely pointing it out. But, but yeah. yeah, so... What up, um, Arya Stark, bitch? Yeah, she says that she... But she doesn't want to do that because, A, she would have to get past the guards. They would never allow her to go in and see him. B, he would never believe her. And then, C, she doesn't feel like getting beat by Whis. If Arya Stark, if she specifically walked up there and told Tywin, he 100% would know. Mm -hmm. And now I know I'll be stealing from the show here, but I think it's for very similar reasons that Tywin was aware that she wasn't an idiot in the show. Just by the way she's talking, the way she uses her lords and ladies. Yeah, I think it would play out similar. He would be like, oh shit. And granted, it wouldn't go the way she'd want, but he he would respect her. He wouldn't, he'd, it'd be better for her to be with him than it would be to be with Cersei mm-hmm. and Joffrey because he would treat her well, I think. And yeah. we even learned that from the other captives that are there. Like, they are actually well, walking that's it. with that, him. That's and... the, the second meal ticket they need for Rob Sarks to, you know, do some trading. Oh, well, yeah, Jamie. absolutely. So Tywin would absolutely clean her up, you know, get her taken care of. Uh, she'd be a hostage, but... And but she thinks yeah she doesn't want to do that because Weiss and thinks that in his own way Weiss was as scary as Sir Gregor. He always knew where you were, what you were doing, and sometimes what you were thinking. And he would just hit you preemptively for it. And he had a dog, a bitch that was near as bad as he was. And she saw him set the dog on a latrine boy who annoyed him once. The door, the the door, the door went and fucking ripped that Jesus. kid's calf off. The dog took a chunk out of this kid's calf while Lise wet left, and it only took three days of her knowing him for Lise to be added to her, her nightly yeah, prayers. Her list. So that's cool. Um, I didn't realize that the the Wailing ta- uh, Tower stones blowing was already happened. I thought we were coming up on it, oh, so yeah, I just no. wanted to jump back to that real quick because I thought that that was fucking dumb smart and incredibly perceptive of her because that's it didn't now this is from her point of view we know that that's how martin works he's usually incredibly good at keeping the the language in each character's chapter to their age group to their limitations and for her to say and she's put it in there that the only reason that it wailed was when the wind blew from the north and only then, because it was the wind going through the cracks in the walls that were created by the fissures from the heat. So, like, the fact that she... Because she'll also go on to mention later in the chapter how she was never good at learning the names during the history lessons Sigils, from Lewin. Yeah. But it clearly, when he was speaking science and architecture... See, I don't think it was him. Well... I think it was old Nan. I think so, too. She didn't um, listen to Maester Lewin's lessons. She listened to Nan's stories. Like but Bran. do you think Nan... Would be like, yeah, so because I mean, it would absolutely make sense that I honestly I would no, see it more Nan like told this. the story and Arya is putting it together because Arya is smart, and that's what I think is important. Well, I'm just saying the fact that she knows what the fuck fissured rocks are and how they're created yeah. by like that. Has I to think be that's a, how Nan described it. Like, 
That's, you know, it melted like candle wax. It created fissures in the rock. Like, yeah, I but think But I, like, Nan wouldn't language. have given that kind of stuff. I think she would have been more the howling ghost. No, it's haunted. Like, she would not have but given this scientific de- reason. In the description of Heron dying, she would. Because it melts like candle wax and bubbles and creates fissures in the rock when he melted. And then his ghost is there. It's not... She's not saying the wailing is caused by the fishers. The fishers are there. See, I, the wailing is caused by Heron, the ghost. I think it's kind of, of a combination of both. I think she learned more about the vision and the heating and that shit from Lewin, just in something she was more interested in. Uh, but Maybe. Who knows? Yeah, who, who really knows? But she thinks on her nightly prayer, again, adding Weiss to it, that if she ever let herself forget even one of them, how could she ever remember to, kill the, uh, to find them again to kill them? Yeah, I thought that was a really cool... Uh, this thing that she said, if she, if I let myself forget even one, how would I ever find them again to kill them? And she knows. That, oh, you. Come so on. yeah, the that her list isn't just a list of people she hopes dies. That she's already put into this. I'm going to kill these people. Fuck yeah! Like so early on, she's got that set, and I just it's especially because we've reread the mercy sample chapter, seeing mercy, her mercy. at her fine current final position. Um, the how much of what she's doing now directly correlates to her skills that she's developing in, uh, because you know when she goes to the house in black and white, she's not a dumb girl. She's mm-hmm. not unskilled. She's Even physically here, fit. she's not a well, dumb and that's girl what I mean. Unskilled. It's like yeah. she's physically fit. She's capable, and we're gonna be pointing those things out. Arya but... is never a helpless victim, and that's what's fucking great about her story. Yeah, it's terrifying. But she's capable, and that's why I think she is so adored yeah, yeah. by it. Because fucking get him, Arya. You're gonna yeah. get him Espe- someday. That's what's you'll cool get him. Is like, even though she's putting in all this super hard work, she's always on the lookout for a way out. She's, she's always keeping it out. How yeah, can I get out of this situation? She's working a full day, but she's still got the mental capacity to be noting Tywin doesn't leave Kingspire Tower. You know, fucking Weiss knows where you are, when you are, so you better be working the scheduled time you're supposed to be working. She's learning her way around. She thinks on the road she had been a sheep. Hall had turned her into a mouse. Yeah, so between the, the wolf and we skin mentioned that this, she's got uh, yeah, the, the other coat. day. Now, something I'm going to get a little tinfoily here, because I do. Like a mouse, she kept to the crannies exactly. and the dark holes of the castle, scurrying out of the way of the mighty. Now, my tinfoily stuff here is we're seeing exactly how a mouse can sneak around and don't, dart around. Don't even fucking do it. And I think this is perfectly acceptable to do this. A mouse is sneaky. They're very quiet. They're able to get in and out of places, and she's drawing a lot of attention to that. We also know there's a one Sir Shadrick the Mad Mouse up in the Vale, and what better way to foreshadow how sneaky it would be for him to stage a coup and steal Sansa away than to learn about the sneaky stealth tactics of a mouse I'm in I'm leaving Hall. you're finishing this episode alone. Wow. Because Shadrick is tied to Sansa, He's got nothing to do with Arya. There's, uh, I mean, it could no, be. I, yeah, know, I don't yeah. know. I'm just I... reaching for shit because it was Mouse and it was fun to Fuck go. Fuck Shadrick. It would be great. I don't, hey, man. Shadrick's good shit. Yo, I don't want him stealing Darth Sansa right out from hey, Littlefinger's he... fingers. <laughs> he did not. He helped Brienne. You at least give him that. Like, he was there for her. Brienne's he helped badass. her because it was a uh, because uh, he convenient he yes information so, grab so anyway <laughs> Heron Hall we learned covered uh, thrice as much ground as Winterfell everything in it built to an inhuman scale that reminded Arya of old Nan's stories of giants living beyond the wall yeah and then uh, so again I I like that you did tie in the whist- wailing and stuff with her stories because of that and she says because of picturing it this big. Everybody looks like a fucking mouse in here. Yeah, Even I mean, the mountain, yeah. who's so massive, standing beside the walls in these towers, he's just a tiny little guy in, in and comparison. Then we, we get, I think one of the best parts is that since the benefits of lords being a mouse, and ladies don't tend to notice the little gray mice under their feet, Arya heard all sorts of secrets just yeah. listening and as she worked. Now it's. This right here is very much where I think she p- employs a lot of the tactics and techniques that Sirio had taught her without us getting the mantra for each one. My voice cracked there a little bit. That was weird. Yeah. But 
the listen, look with your eyes, uh, what do you, you know, and just paying attention because even though most of this is just trash, who really gives a fuck? She does get some prudent information. She gets some here. good stuff. She finds out uh, of Joffrey being declared a bastard. And Tywin had commanded that letter burned immediately mm-hmm. uh, from a maester, a maester servant. She heard this. She also hears about Stannis and Renly, how they are now kings and have joined the fighting. Uh, and just a bunch of bullshit yeah, about, about baby's daddies and who got how who long pregnant. Joffrey can hold the throne. Yeah, Tywin's got to go there and and help him because he's being led by a dwarf, a eunuch, and a woman. And finally, the talk would turn to Beric Dondarrion. And one man had said that the bloody mummers, mummers had killed him, but everyone was laughing at him, giving him shit. And one guy was like, yeah, Lorch killed him too. And then the mountains killed him twice, but he's still alive. So they really doubt that the bloody mummers got him. Now, Arya has no fucking clue the bloody mummers are. So it wasn't for, what, like a, few fortnight. More, a fortnight, a couple more weeks before the strangest company of men she had ever seen came walking through the gates. And that included a – there were some strange guys in particular that mm-hmm. I wanted to bring up. So um, on top of all the weird face-painted people, uh, for those who don't know, again, full spoiler, this is the Brave Companions. Yep. Their nickname is the Bloody Mummers. And on top of the massive crazies that were there, there was a slender man in Septon's robes, a fatherly one in Maester's Grey, and a sickly one in leather armor. Yeah. Now uh, – Kyburn has Kyburn. arrived. Is that the the other one? Is that the High Septon, the Sparrow, there uh, early on when he's walking? I'm not sure. I wasn't sure about the other two. Or it I could was be, able to note Kyburn because I was also wondering if it wasn't him. Then maybe it's the um, the the Septon Maribald. Maribald. Yes. Yeah. I I was thinking Maribald myself, but I'm not 100. percent And then the sure. last I one. Look into that one. I was curious if it wasn't from their raids if that uh well no because it was with uh the battle of the green fort i was gonna say maybe that was lord serwin coming in but it's he came in earlier yeah um so yeah i don't i didn't look it up and didn't try to recall who it is i should have as we're you know but uh Weiss actually warns her that she doesn't want to know this lot sell swords called the brave companions but don't use and don't use any other name in their hearing well, yeah because hurt you they she was she asked who they are and some guy was like oh the bloody mamas and they'll fuck you up and she was like oh and he was like don't teach her that shit because even if she accidentally calls them the bloody mummers she's done and we're out of servant they're called this and you need to treat vargo ho who is the leader of them with respect talk to him as a and she one of the guys like well he's not a lord and she uh we goes fucking tough yeah like she will still call him by sir or else she will have her tongue ripped out by him so and Arya gives one of the best quotes, and she in thinking to herself, "How many monsters does Lord Tywin have?" Which is just fucking phenomenal. Yeah. Like with the people she's seen, the Mountain, fucking uh, Chiswick and and Chiswick and Rorge and Rorge uh, and Rorge and, and, and the, yeah, the Rorge and Biter that, that was before, see. but yeah, yeah Raph I meant. Um, yeah, Raph um, the Sweetling and the Tickler and yeah, all, all the, these different yeah. horrid people, and I just I love that. How many monsters does Lord Tywin have? The brave companions stayed in the Widow's Tower, so Arya didn't really have to deal with them. And the first night they arrived, fighting broke out immediately between the Sellswords and the Lannister men. Two men were wounded, one was killed. And the one killed was Sir Harris Swift's squire. Yeah. And um, Tywin wasn't pleased about it. And the next day he had the two guys from the Bloody Mummers hung from the gatehouse. And then he made Vargo Hote and Sir Harris Swift kiss and make up. Like, in front of everybody. And I feel like that wasn't an exaggeration or, you know, her way of wording it. I think Tywin was like, you two are going to be so fucking childish. They need to stand in front of everybody here. Shake hands. Hug. Fucking kiss it out. Get the fuck out of my sight. And I wouldn't doubt that that's something that Tywin would actually Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Kiss it out. Hug it out. And then you're done with this. So she then mentions here that she finds Vargo Hote's lisp funny. And while... You know, I'm not one to pick on anybody's lisp because, you know, it's not their fault. That fi- I find that fucking hilarious. Oh, yeah. That she, you know, especially because he's a fucking scumbag. So fuck him. Fuck his lisp. The fact that she pointed it out makes it wonderful for yeah. me. The mummers didn't linger too, too long before they left. And Arya heard uh, of Rob being at Riverrun with his Northmen. 
and she, yeah, because that's why uh, the the mountain or not the mountain the, the bloody mummers were supposed to be sent off because rumor had it that Bruce Bolton was held up on the other side of a river, planning to come over and siege the Lannisters, Tywin's forces. So they were going to stop that from happening, and everyone joked, "Oh, he wouldn't fucking dare because Rob's up in River Run and refusing to leave with his wolves." And Arya was like, "Oh shit." Rob's right there, and she doesn't know where River Run is, but she knows damn sure it's closer than Winterfell. Yeah, yeah. So she she starts plotting to find a way there. She wants to see her family again. Think she thinks of Rob and bites her lip, and then thinks of John and the rest. And, and yeah, even Rob, Sansa, and, she would kiss her and beg her pardons like a proper lady, and Sansa would like that. She thinks, and just yeah, she really misses her family at this point. She's, every she's one not of them. trying to be tough yeah. and. Now again, from uh, being a little mouse, she hears from just courtyard talk. I think she called it that the top three floors of the Tower of Dread house the captives from the battle at the Green Fork that Tywin had won. Yeah. And so I forget who was all there because we, we saw that, uh, some of them back when Tyrion was heading up the hill to Tywin's camp. Um, I think that was, was that when, yeah, that's when he gave him the news that he was going to be hand. Yeah. And uh, they, everybody in that tower had freedom of the, the castle yep. in Hall as long as they promised not to attempt an escape. Now, again, I just, I'm so surprised with, and maybe it's just because of our awareness of like the red wedding and the the betrayal and shit, but they're just so they're treated so well, just like Theon was in Winterfell. These people are from Tywin and Ned. You see these hostages are go go. You yeah. want to train in the yard? Here's some weapons. Train in the yard. You want to go and do this? Do that. Don't try and escape. If you try and escape, I'm gonna fucking shoot you with an arrow. There's no guns. Um, and so I just it's it's neat to me that just based on these the vows of these men, I vow I will not run away. I'll stay here as your captive. Cool. Have fun. Yeah. See you later. Here's an all day pass. So I uh I, I also looked it up quick. The three confirmed that were or that Duh, was, yeah, yeah. it was Septon Ut, Ut Kyburn, and Urswick the Faithful that Urswick. were coming in. And so Septon Ut is kind of a nobody. Yeah. yeah. But uh he do 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 Mainly, yeah, he's a disgraced Septon, lieutenant of the Brave Companions. He's just that's about gross. it. Yeah. yeah, he's just there. Doesn't have much backstory at the moment. And so uh, we yeah, learned so... as well that three Freys were here for a very short time. I have fr- four, four, four Freys. So four yeah, phrase. she uh, she thinks of the four Freys who were there. Um, four Freys, and they randomly one day two more Freys came, showed up, big chest. And those four were ransomed. Yep. And all six Freys left together. None of the Northmen were yeah, were sold off. Ransomed. Now, obviously, that kind of makes sense that the Northmen, but the Freys currently are working, quote unquote, with the North. Yeah, to hold the twins. And yet they're showing up here with just two men and going, sure, yeah, here's here's some gold. Yeah, get on out of here. Since when does fucking Tywin need gold? Yeah. Like, since when does he need a chest full of gold? Who the fuck gives a, f- a crap about that? Tywin shouldn't. So the fact that they got to go. So then we also learn uh, that, you know, there was a, um, a mysterious knight who was walking up on the wall with a cloak, black cloak with white suns on it. That's Harry and Karstark. Yeah. So the brother of Torin and what's-his-face that got killed and son of... Uh, Rickard Karstark, and so he's the one that's actually hostage here that the Hedge Knight wants to make money off and of. And she does that. recognize one of the captives, uh, captives as Lord Serwin, who she remembers from visiting Winterfell with his son Clay, who just left Winterfell for the harvest because he's, he had yep. met Bran, and we saw him. That's when Bran learned that um, that Rob was king, or no, that Stanley and Rennis said uh, Stanley, and Rennis. Stanley and Rennis. Stanley. Stanley and Rennis, my two favorite Excelsior. Uh Yeah, that Stannis had declared Joffrey a bastard due to incest. But uh, we learned that Lord Serwin, and Arya learns, is a bed guarded after having taken an arrow in the battle. And she is desperate to get to him because maybe he'll he, he'll be honor bound to help see her home. Maybe even hire Lord, some of Lord Tywin's cell swords. Yeah, so this part, th- that specifically... She's sansaing this. Yeah. She is fan and granted, not to say anything or talk down on Lord Serwin's honor or nobility or anything, but she's just assuming that any knight that's pledged to House Stark 
will do everything in their power to get her home. And that's not to say it's not true for most of the northern houses. It's I just saw it like Sansa sees the songs. She she thinks that all these knights are great. They're, he's a big lord. He ha, He's going to do it. Even if she revealed herself to him before he dies, do you think he would have done what he could? He's a captive. What can he do? Well, and that's it. Like, even if he... I mean, he can start trying to get her out of there, but... Yeah, because she claimed, you know, he would hire some of Tywin's sellswords. The sellswords, yeah, they like money and they go where it is. And even if he offered a bit, he would need to offer a full war's worth of looting and plundering. To get them to betray Tywin. To get them to betray Tywin. But she thinks that it would be easy because Father had always said that most sellswords would betray anyone for enough gold. And so that's her thinking on that is something Ned said about Ned's mistrust of sellswords and how right, you right. can't fucking rely the on The most them. honorable man in the Seven Kingdoms. But it didn't matter because Lord Kerwin died shortly after, which was a gut punch for Arya. He could have, uh, and then, but she realizes he could have never helped you anyway. He couldn't even help himself, you stupid mouse. Stupid, stupid mouse. And so. Aria is going to head back to her routine, but before she does, real quick, we're going to convene our small council and just get you guys the deets on what's going on with us, so stick around, we'll be right back. Yep. What up, welcome to the small council. We are going to give you our socials, so that way if you would like to add in an inductee to the end of chapters, or for old past chapters, we can reread those, uh inductees on the small councils so if you would like to write any questions comments or inductees the best place to do so is our email without manners brotherhood at gmail.com we can also be reached on all the social medias so facebook facebook.com slash brotherhood podcast uh we i'm use, on twitter yeah. carstark 92 you're on twitter at manners without that's also the instagram is manners without we have a website yeah our website is brotherhoodwithout.com you can find all of our episodes on spotify itunes apple podcasts whatever you want to call it so if you could leave rates and reviews subscribe that's always great we, we appreciate also have a patreon patreon.com slash without manners with some winds of winter sample yes. chapters up there which yeah. are the most current we're update. actually only i think we only have like two or three sample chapters left and then we'll be moving on to some character analysis episodes up there um, you can also if you use Stitcher you can get a month's free Stitcher premium by using code brotherhood at sign up brotherhood. we appreciate if you do that it gives us a little help you get a little a little bonus and it's worth it so do it or don't whatever e- either way we're gonna still still keep making episodes so we're gonna let you get back to Aria now yeah So, then it was back to scrubbing and scurrying and listening listening at doors for Arya. And she began to hear a ton of bullshit. Tywin would soon march from Harrenhal, she heard, south to Highgarden. No, he's going to King's Landing to defend. No, he's going north to River Run. Oh, wait, actually, he just sent some letters. He's planning on marrying Lysa uh, Aaron, and so he's going to take control of the Vale. Yeah. Um, just nonsense after nonsense it's all the rumors and so poor Arya has no fucking clue really like she's completely in the dark about where he could or could not be going he she says that she does see that there's tons of ravens yeah. coming and going just constantly Arya only caught a couple glimpses of Tywin always from afar normally he would come out and watch the men at arms at practice with his hands folded over his long swords hill uh, pommel he was strong looking for an old man, and there was something in his face that reminded her of father. He has a lord's face, that's all, she tells herself. She had once heard mother tell father to run and put on his lord's face and deal with some matter, and he had laughed hysterically at it. She could never imagine Tywin Lannister laughing at anything. So, I I read and reread that paragraph mm-hmm. over and over. I I feel like there's something more to it. I feel like... Her getting so defensive about, no, that's just the Lord's face. Thinking about it, Tywin and Ned are very much so almost identical men. Yeah, Tywin pulls the little stunt with the, you know, the Red Wedding that Ned could never fathom. But I feel like they're they're both just kind of the guys that have these dark secrets that they're capable of keeping. And so it makes me wonder if it's not something like that. Ned had always hidden John's heritage. 
maybe there is some truth to fucking Tyrion's bastardry or something like that, or not actually being. You think he'd be reminiscing on that now here at Heron Hall? I don't think that she said he was. Just that there's something in his face that reminds her of father, <laughs> and so I don't think it's even necessarily because I, I don't think that Tyrion is a Targaryen. Um, more of the fact that he just is capable of having that kind of a a secret in him, not to mention he's not a dishonorable man always. I mean, with the red, again, it's always the red wedding, but he, he really does play fairly honorable and know what he's doing amongst the high Lords. But I was just, I feel like there's, there's something else there that, that makes her think of Ned when she looks at Mm. him and I can't figure it out. And I hate it. One afternoon, Sir Amory Lorch rode through the portcullis, and he had few men than he had when he left, and many were wounded. And Arya hopes that their wounds fester, and they all die. So again, this is her wishing straight up death on people. Death on people. Um, And she also notes that Amory Lorch is not nearly as frightening as he is in the dark. Yeah, no. Yeah. Uh, however, he still has those little piggy eyes that she can't fucking then stand. Then she saw the three at the end of the column. Rorge now had a black half-helm that covered the fact that he had no nose. Biter rode upon a horse with half-heeled burns covering his entire body, making him look more hideous than ever. Jack and Hagar still smiled. Ragged, but... He at least had enough time to wash and brush out his beautiful hair. Hell yeah. Hell and so yeah. she thinks to herself that she should have left them and the, let the fire have them. Gendry had said to, and she should have. And for a moment, she's scared that they're going to see her. Yeah, but, but none of them look their way. Jacken does briefly, but his eyes passed right over her. She thinks. Now, I think they did, but that doesn't mean he didn't notice her and so I just think that goes to show his skill level that they really did just fly right past her they didn't stop on her but he probably saw her from across the yard and then just confirmed as he walked by and so I thought that was kind of neat so that night she ended up scrubbing so hard and so long oh uh, cause she, I wanted to say she, there's no way he could have recognized her because he knows Ari and Ari was a fierce boy with a sword. Yeah. She's just a mouse with a pail. And so I, I, I just love her, her, uh, acceptance of these new identities every time. And she's well aware of the fact that she's a new person. Yeah. I think it's interesting that she thinks she's had him fooled. Though, oh, absolutely. Yeah. But it. he called her girl the first time they met. Yeah, like, well, yeah. very first time. And so the fact that she tries to correct Yo, him here. Yo, Jackin's progressive. Like, you got your pronoun you want to be called? I'll, I'll respect yeah, I, that. I, like, I, okay, girl. Sure. I got you, girl. And, yeah, so that night she ended up scrubbing so hard the steps that her arms were trembling and her hands were raw and bleeding. And she went straight to bed, excusing we- herself from Weiss's dinner and thinking that she might add three more names to her list tonight. But she's too tired to decide, so she just goes through the normal ritual. So, again... She is just fucking working these yeah. upper arms, And I think man, a lot like, of that's her stress. She's using the cleaning as her stress yeah, relief yeah. and stuff. Yeah, so. well, because it said that she had imagined each, yeah, each of the three's stairs. face in, yeah. the, in the stairs. Well, that and everybody out. on her list yeah. as well. Well, no, that's that's the next one once he goes. So she wakes up to a hand being clamped. Oh, she dreamed. Oh, she dreamed. Well, yeah, she 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 wargs for she, a minute. Yeah, she dreamed of wolves running wild through the woods. Like, yeah. I mean, straight up Nymeria. Yeah, so she's warging. But then, yes, wakes up to a hand being clamped over her mouth and a whisper in her ear. A girl keeps her lips closed so no one hears and friends may talk in secret. Yes. You fucking yell at me every goddamn but, time. See, but I every know how to edit that up. Every goddamn time. And so it works just fine. Yeah, and so you fuck off. I'm going to no, I'm going to Yours are bad. No, I talked it loud. No. Cuz you could turn it up. You just said you could turn <sighs> it up. Yeah, so, but you're talking under your breath. I'm not, and you I'm don't not and you're squeaking no. like a little girl. Listen to you. Anyway, so whispers are okay on a podcast because if you edit them, you can turn them up. So I don't need to bitch the whole time. Unless your voice sucks and isn't able. He to be tells able to her find. that interrupt me. She, he's one of them. Uh, she should have let him burn. Fuck you, essentially. And he says, "Well, a man pays his debts, and a man owes three. And she's like three. And he says, "The Red God has his due, girl. Only death may pay for life. Three were taken from him. Three must be given." Speak the names, a man will do the rest. And Arya gets fucking dizzy with hope. Like, yo, he's offering to help me. Yeah, so she immediately says, get some horses, take me to River Run. And he's like, no, 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 no. Three lives you shall have, no more, no less. Three, and we are done. 
so a girl must ponder. And then he gives her a little kiss on the head, but not too long. And then he's gone. And Arya, by the time she yeah. lights a candle, it just, the smell, the fragrance of his hair is lingering. And this other lady gets pissed and tells her to shut off the fucking candle. Meaning that somebody was right there yeah. the whole time. And her list begins going through her mind, but most are really far away. Gregor left a few nights before with Raph, Chiswick, and the Tickler. Joffrey and Cersei are down in King's Landing, so it's just a scattering thing. But she does, you know, but there is Weiss. Lorch is here as well. And then she kind of falls asleep again. Yes. And then wakes up, and it isn't long before she starts thinking of that list again. Yeah, she's working through the faces of people she wants dead. And so she's thinking Weiss because he was giving her shit that morning. And then, again, worked all day scrubbing the stairs, picturing each of the Lannisters' faces. Each each person on her list is a stair. She scrubs it away. But uh, she then also realized, but we're in war. And so maybe I should just have him pick off some Lannisters because that's what you do in war. Kill as many Lannisters as she could. But then she realizes that she wants to do that herself. Yeah, she she wants to kill them herself. Father, if father commanded a man di- killed, he did it himself with ice. Yeah. And so that's her, her reasoning for wanting to do it herself, which yeah. is in a way fucking amazing. Like, this honor-bound thing again that she heard jo- him telling John and Rob yeah. when they were younger. That the man who passes the sentence, pa- sentence, sentence, the man who passes the sentence should swing the sword, and we've been hearing that since like fucking cha- the prologue, or not the prologue, but the first chapter yeah. of Game of Thrones. And I just thought that was super cool. That a, not only did she hear it, she she believes in that that philosophy. That you know, no, we if I want them dead and they're at war, then I should do it for you know honor's sake and mm. all that. She hid from Jacken for a few days, unable to make up her mind, and then Sir Gregor returned early with those she hated, and we sent her up to the tower to see if they had any clothing that needed mending. So she ran up, no problem, and enters to Chiswick, telling quite the tale. Yeah, man, no, it's a fucked it's tale. It's fucked up. It's a really fucked up story. Of how when chasing Beric Dondarrion, they stayed at some lowly inn somewhere and raped the owner's daughter in front of him. Yeah, in killed, a fucked up way. Killed the son. And then demanded the change because she wasn't worth the silver. And all of this because the mountain was so furious that Beric Dondarrion got away that he was just zoning out while Not... the rest of them are being fucks. And then the father of the the person, the girl who was raped, just wanted asked Sir Gregor to tell his men, "Hey, tell them to stop fucking touching her." Yeah. And so that was that. Yeah, he took her, and then had the the men all took her. And now I saw this, and it didn't explicitly say it, but I saw this as she was so flustered and upset by that story and Chiswick being that kind of a person, because the story made everybody in there laugh, and he got great pleasure out of it. That she just fucking walks off. Oh, this was this was creepy to me. This was Arya standing in the dark shadow, coming up to do her job, hearing this story and going. I'm going to fucking kill you. Well, that's what and I so saw it it's as. It's just the... Ra- it's She's not... so angry and upset yeah, yeah. by this story. It's, yeah, no, I it, saw it the It immediately shadow. is... It's it's Weasel going up the stairs. It's Arya oh, yeah. coming down the stairs. Yeah, because she stands there listening to this, and she's just so just angered and upset by it. And everybody in there, yeah, is laughing. It's and, a big, great tale. Yeah, and uh-huh. so she, when she gets down, Weiss is pissed that she didn't ask about the clothes. So he fucking pulls down her pants, starts whipping her caned until she's her, bleeding. Yeah, caned her thighs till blood ran down her legs. But she thought the entire time of everything that Sirio had taught her, and so she scarcely felt it. Now, I think a big part of that as well is Yorin. Yorin beat her mm. and showed her what that kind of pain felt like. This girl's been and on the fucking road for God knows how many months at this point. She's pretty hardened. Yeah, I'm sure some of the whippings she got from Yorin yeah. ha- ha- fucking toughened up yeah. her little ass. So two nights later, they were there was a meal that she was asked to help serve at, and it was for the mummers. And sitting across the hall from her was a one Jack and Hagar. And so she silently makes her way yeah, to that table. she looks table. around, makes sure Weezy's yeah. isn't there. Each and step toward him, she felt less a mouse, which I thought was More a wolf. Yeah, she's taking control. She, yeah, and so she slowly, and I love how meticulous she is. I she starts at one now. end of the table, and she slowly serving, starts filling yeah. everybody. And finally, I don't think she actually, I, if I read it correct, she's filling Rorge's cup. Yeah, because Rorge is passed out drunk. Yeah, and she leans over and just whispers the name. Just and that, I think that moment, 
not not that she, he hasn't been impressed, but I think that moment cemented for Jack and Hagar that she's going to receive a coin and an invitation. Oh, yeah, yeah, because she knows what she's doing. Because it was, he told her, you need to think. And then the fact that she didn't just rush straight over to him, run across the hall, hey, there you are. It was this, I'm doing my duty, Chiswick. Yep. And then just moved. And he she, gave no indication of hearing. He kept, you know, just kind of doing what he was doing. And nothing happened for three well, days. Because, yeah, she ran downstairs, didn't want to take her eyes off of him, ran back up because she had to fill her flag in, and nothing. And it was day, and then another day. But finally, on that third day, Weiss comes to them. Well, he's telling a, a cook well, uh, that one of the mountain's men fell off a wood wall walk and broke his fool neck. And she's, like, drunk, and he's like, yeah, about the same as every other night. Some say it was Heron's ghost that flung him down. He snorted to show what he thought of that notion. And Arya thinks, it wasn't Heron. It was me. She had killed him with a whisper, and she'd kill two more before she was through. I am the ghost in Heron Hall, she thought. And that night, there was one less name to hate. Yeah, so, because they didn't actually say Chiswick, we just obviously know through context. Now, she claims to be the ghost of Harrenhal, and I asked you earlier and didn't get a real answer. Do you think that there's any potential that the timelines just aren't lined up the way we think, and she also is the ghost in Winterfell? No. The one that, uh, the, 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 the cloaked man in Winterfell, that Theon passes. Oh no, no, no. I think that's ja- fucking Jack and Pate, Jack and Hagar, one of the it's either Jack and, Pate and or, Hagar. Or, yeah, it's one of the faceless men. I don't know if it's Jack and Hagar here this same faceless man. So next, but... do you think there's any correlation because as we know, Theon has a chapter titled Ghost in Winterfell. Well, that's that's yeah. Do you think that there's some kind of a a tie there that she's the ghost of Harrenhal, he's the ghost of Winterfell? I think the tie is Jack Jack and, is Jack and yeah. being that ghost there, dude? Yeah, that's it. It's Jack and Hagar. Well, and this is fan theory stuff, obviously. But Theon has an in, uh, inter- encounter with a man who's hooded, who has a very similar description to the shape change that Jack and Hagar, ch- the face Jack and takes, leaving Arya here. In at the old, end. Yeah, and then we see and, an old town, and then it pops up again. There's a helicopter, so uh, if that picks up, we apologize. But uh, goddamn police doing their job and everything. But, yeah, I think the – and then uh, the same descriptor pops up again in Harrenhal for Theon as this mysterious hooded Winterfell. figure who, or Winterfell who people think are murdering some of the yeah. Bolton men. I think that's the connection. The ghost in Harrenhal is now, this see, Jack in character. But that's why I was curious if maybe that actually is Arya at that point. Returned home, doing some duties, because why would it have to be Jack in? I why mean, can't it be this faceless how, man? How could it ever be Arya? Well, that's why I'm saying I don't think timelines... it's a time out of place, or a place out of time thing. I think it's the correlation is that she associates herself no, with the No, and that would be cool. I like, I like that her better. Her teacher takes saying, on the persona yeah. of the ghost of her home. Where yeah, yeah. she should be. It should be Arya, the ghost of Winterfell. Anyway, got an inductee. Jack and Hagar. Jack and Hagar. Yeah, I I was I just threw that one out on the fly. I was trying to think of a clever one, but he's just I love the the way he does things. Any chapter he's in with her, it's it's fucking cool. That whole moment of him waking her up and a girl will keep her lips closed so friends can talk in secret. Yeah. Yes. Like it's he how he the way that the words are structured so that she feels comfortable enough to not just immediately scream mm-hmm. that we're friends. And so that's why I'm doing this. Let's talk. Let's talk. And she does. Yeah. So Jack and Hagar. Yeah, he's he's an enigma. Mine's going to the lady that told Arya to turn out that fucking light. Because that's me getting woken up in the middle of the night with a light. Like, this lady's just trying to sleep. And Arya's like, huh, let me just, let me just. And she's like, yo, like, it's fucking three in the morning. Come on. So that lady. That makes sense. you know, Arya's not the only one scrub scrub here in and scrub scrub there in. Like, people are trying to survive here. And you need a good night's sleep for that. So to the unnamed lady who was awoken in the middle of the night due to Arya and Jacken's little rendezvous yeah. meeting. Well, technically it was only due to Arya because she felt the need to turn Well, yeah, but, and I, and I also like, as you pointed out, the fact that 
this lady was sleeping right there, and Jack and Agar was able to come out. So, those are our inductees. We did get an inductee from Julian in France. So, as always, we appreciate you writing in, Julian. He says, hello, guys. That was a nice chapter again. He still liked how Arya is very conscious of her surroundings and people, yet she got a bit cocky at the end. I am the ghost of Harrenhal. I killed him. Nah, you did not. But hey, good for you for not feeling like a mouse anymore. By the way, do we have a big clue that the Lannisters and the Freys made an alliance in this chapter? They bargained two prisoners while no one from their foes dared make an offer, or so it seems. And the Freys took off with their two men. Interesting little clue. His inductee is also going to be Jacken, first victim. Took longer than I would have expected, but still. Good day to you, Valor de Harris. So that was, yeah, something I was kind of touching on briefly there is they've definitely got some kind of relationship, the phrase in the Lannisters. Oh, yeah. Because they showed up. Tywin doesn't need that gold. This is, and so. This could be the start of something new. It feels so, I don't, I, I don't know what that, is that High School Musical? I think so, yeah. Oh, my God. Good job. Oh, my Good God. Job. Yeah. Jesus. Uh, yeah, I, I think that we are starting to see the development of that relationship of this is a thing of good, a show of good faith. Come get your your prisoners. We've got your phrase captive, and they do, and it's safe, and it works, and they go, and yeah, yada, yada. So, yeah, we are starting to see the beginning seeds of that. And now, not to shoot you down, Julian, because I know you're just, you, you like to have fun, but um, I, I don't think she... F- meant she physically killed him her word is what because jackin wouldn't have killed her had she not given the name so therefore indirectly but directly she killed him so i think that's kind of what she was referring to not that she drove the knife through yeah his it's chest. the power of the name she would have driven the knife through his throat though so essentially she killed him she killed him with a whisper yeah i'm giving her this kill it started with a whisper and that was when I kissed her. You know, one day we'll have to do some video just because you guys need to know that every time one of us bursts into song, <laughs> the other one bursts into dance. And it's just how it goes. And so, yeah. Um, and also, as far as how long it took Jacken to kill Chiswick, a, 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 a girl does not tell a man when he does such a thing. So, you know, Jacken works at his own his own time frame. You know, it'll it'll happen. It'll get done. So patience but thank you for writing in julian as always we appreciate it those were our thoughts feelings and inductees as well as julian's on aria seven of a clash of kings next we are going to be joining her mother catlin three is it three yeah, yeah. and Man, catlin is it? currently in the camp of one renly baratheon yeah so is this the cha- is this the chapter where brenly dies uh, I, f- I believe this is the chapter where they go and meet yeah Stannis. they'll be meeting Stannis. brother so won't you the, have a peach so it'll be the next chapter that he dies or yeah. something like that but yeah so if you'd like to get your inductees in for that chapter do so that would be great we'll read them out for you also if you haven't had a chance go check out our episode where we interviewed joe buckley about his great castles westeros book and check out everything he does check out his isle of faces podcast it's really great check out his great castles of westeros book because it's fantastic we can't recommend it enough and everything he does jeff is just jeff 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 sorry joe joe buckley sir buckley yeah he might take offense because jeff is the name of brendan beefish and so if you're calling it no 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 that was uh, it wasn't intended for that (laughs) it was just i don't know why i always mix up joe and jeff just because it's jay and i don't know many jay names but sir buckley as i will call you by your twitter handle is fantastic at everything so yeah go check out (laughs) everything he does sorry and And we'll catch you on the next episode valor to harris peace